Welcome to the Delish Guest List podcast, a deep dive into the lives and work of Hong Kong's crazy food and beverage industry leaders, hosted by the Beat Asia magazine. This episode, we speak with Jen Belisi, the Filipino-American foodie behind mega-famous Indulgent Eats account on Instagram, and Tiana Ladani, co-founder of Singular Concepts, a burgeoning F&B group in Hong Kong looking to 2023 with optimism and plans for domination. We spoke to Jen and Tiana about the opening of Barcada, Jen's new modern Filipino restaurant opening in mid-February in Soho, set to shake up the food scene and introduce Filipino fare to Hong Kongers. Enjoy. Hello, listeners in Hong Kong, Asia and beyond. We are speaking today with Jen Belisi of Instagram's Indulgent Eats and Tiana Ladani, co-founder of Powerhouse Singular Concepts Restaurant and Bar Group. In a shock announcement in early January 2023, Jen announced to Hong Kong and the world an exciting partnership with Singular Concepts to open up Bacada her first permanent culinary outpost in the city after countless pop-ups organized. Scheduled to open in mid-February, the restaurant is a modern Filipino eatery that blends traditional recipes with modern Asian cooking techniques. Guys, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Hi, Ruben. Hello, Hi, hello, hello. Thank you. Uh, the Beat Asia has already profiled Jen in a fantastic uh, feature in mid-2022, but thank you for coming on again. And Tiana, we're looking forward to speaking with you again Could you tell me a bit about your involvement with Singular Concepts and your attraction to food in Hong Kong? Sure. So Singular Concepts actually started from our first baby, The Daily Tot. Which we are recording this podcast. We are, our rum haven. And we started Singular Concepts after we started to get addicted to opening restaurants. And we did this all during covid So we opened up Bianco and Rosso, and then we collaborated with Gagan Gurung and Chris Chan um, to bring Barcode and Telcomelia under our umbrella. And there you have it. We started with four venues. And one night, after a few drinks, we decided to buy a yacht called Entourage. <laughs> This is when uh, the best ideas come to fruition. And uh, that, that's been such a fun project just because we have a lot of partners that are passionate with sailing. We didn't want to stop there. So 2023 hit and we're like, we're going to open up two new venues. That includes Jen's Barcada that we're very excited about and our flagship Yura Cucho, which is opening in Feb as well. So two nice. projects at the same time. Um, for food and beverage, I've always been addicted to it. I've been doing F&B marketing for about 12 years now. And uh, to have something of your own is just, is just incredible. And we've, we have a great set of partners kind of driving this entire project. So it's just a bunch of us that are obsessed with F&B, where we want to go, where we want to drink, where we want to eat, the stories we want to tell, and the people we want to work with. And that's pretty much our ethos in creating this beautiful F&B group. Absolutely. I think addiction is an apt word that we can put towards you, Jen, as well. You're addicted <laughs> to food. You're addicted to showing, I guess, through your former cookbook that you released in 2022, to show people the power of Filipino food. There is a strong Filipino community in Hong Kong. It has been throughout its history, but... Food has never been a focus of people's sort of day-to-day life. Why are you addicted to showing people the ways of Filipino cuisine? Yeah, so for me, obviously, I'm Filipino-American. I've always grown up around Filipino food. Even though I was born in the U.S., I always was surrounded by a close, tight-knit Filipino community. My hometown in New Jersey has like 4% 
population Filipinos. <laughs> and so I've always been very proud to be Filipino. And I think that that's definitely the case of a lot of people in America. And so when I got here and suddenly, uh, you know, I think Filipinos are not necessarily always treated the same way. The cuisine is kind of tucked away in alleyways. A lot of people I encounter are like, oh, I don't, I don't like Filipino food or I've never tried Filipino food. And it always shocked me. And so from my perspective, I'm definitely doing everything I can to change those misconceptions or just educate people. Because I think that versus other cuisines where maybe you've had, everyone's had bad Chinese food, right? But you've also had lots of good Chinese food. So you say, I like Chinese food. Whereas I think for Filipino food, because there's not as many outlets or because people are not as open to trying it, um, they don't have that same perspective. And so I'm really hoping that Barcada will be kind of the first whether it's people's first time or their second or third, I want to change those conceptions and really get them to see what I love so much about the cuisine and see why I'm so proud to be Filipino. I think if I can name or if we can collaborate and say, okay, there's a handful, literally up to 10 restaurants that people may know for Filipino food in Hong Kong, what are the misconceptions that people have of this cuisine prior to entering into Bacada or another uh, restaurant that serves this food? What do people struggle with? Yeah, so I think a lot of people just, I think one of the overarching things that people think of the food is that it's overly fatty or greasy. And so it's not something that they want to eat all the time. And I think that's only the case for like a small subset of the of the food. And I think because people don't have enough education about the cuisine, they don't know that there's all these other dishes that they can try. So I think the people who actually are familiar with Filipino cuisine I haven't really encountered anyone that doesn't like it because they can, you know, they like chicken adobo, lumpia, sinigang, kinilao. There's all these, there's this variety of different flavor profiles and cooking techniques. But for the people who haven't encountered it, all they know are like, oh, these like, maybe these fatty stews that like doesn't seem like it's for them. Or, or maybe they know lumpia, but that's the only thing they know. Mm. And so... Um, it doesn't seem like a complete meal to them. So I think at Barcada, the menu has a lot of depth to it. That way someone can really go through a journey of different flavors, mm. different cooking techniques, different regions, and see a lot more about what Filipino cuisine is about. Sure. I guess a question for both of you, you know, uh, what restaurant groups trying have done during the pandemic and now we're in, in this space where we've overcome these four or five years of challenges in Hong Kong to really try to force people to have a different palate a different taste do you think it's going to be difficult trying to not convince but show that this filipino food that is vinegary mm. it's sour it's salty it's a bit sweet is going to be different to local chinese is going to be different to the expat sort of communities can be different to people that are coming filipinos as well is that a challenge that you guys face to show okay this is a different food profile yeah so the thing is i don't I actually don't think it's that different from mm, a lot of mm, the food that's here. Okay. So if you look at our barbecue items, for example, it's a sweet and savory sauce. You can almost think of it like a more savory chasu, right? We have our pork belly that's grilled and instead rather than a roasted pork for that's chasu that everyone eats here. When you look at those sour flavors, Sichuan food is very prevalent here in Hong Kong. And so a lot of those favorite profiles, like the, I think of like the fish in a pickled stew that is very popular here in Hong Kong. Sichuanese sort of. Yeah, the Sichuan vibe, like yeah. pickled fish soups or lots of different, or, or the misian like has that sour and spicy flavors. So I think that it's just that people maybe aren't as familiar with 
what we offer in terms of Filipino cuisine, but actually these things are have a lot of similar profiles, but with our own obviously Filipino twist. So I hope that we can just introduce to people like, oh, you you might like this Filipino version of something that you've had in other cuisines. So do you think that you're going to expect the same surprises when you've hosted these pop-ups in spe- well, in other spaces in Hong yeah. Kong that people are like, oh, it tastes really nice? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, especially when I did the Sisig pizza at Alvi's. So Sisig is a soy and calamansi seasoned pork belly. Um, and so that was with a bunch of chilies and onions and peppers. And um, it's a thing where people were like, whoa, I've never... I've never experienced this exact combination of flavors, but I love it. So I think that that was a really cool way. Again, I think of it as like, how do you create a gateway into the cuisine? And so I think a lot of the dishes we're doing kind of do that. For example, at Alvi's, I did my birria tacos, which are a Mexican uh, stewed meat in a crispy tortilla shell with cheese. And they were a smash hit. And so for the restaurant, we're doing them with Filipino pork belly adobo. So someone that maybe went to one of my other pop-ups and tried the birria tacos can come be like, oh, I want Jen's birria tacos. Well, surprise. We're doing it with these Filipino flavors, and actually they might even be better. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased, but… you got to be confident. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think I've, I've also tested with friends, and they also said that the, that soy, that umami, the vinegar sour punch it just balances in this crazy ridiculously delicious way absolutely i think are you are you including regional recipes as well as from specific locales in the, in the philippines as well yeah so my mom is from bicol so bicol mm. is uh so if you think of the philippines there's one big island where manila is called luzon and the southernmost region of that is Bicol. And this is a region that's really known for their spicy food. This is where a lot of the chili peppers come from. And they also cook with a lot of coconut milk. And so we're going to be doing a dish called Bicol Express that is basically a spicy coconut milk stew. It uses a very critical Filipino ingredient called bagoong, which is a fermented shrimp paste that adds just so much depth of flavor and umami and makes you like want to just keep eating it. So that's an example of a dish where I think a lot of people don't fully realize all the coconut milk dishes that encompass Filipino cuisine. And so that's a category of food that I really want to promote because that's something that I grew up with. And I think also a lot of people uh, going back to what people are familiar with, you know, a lot of people get my husband included every week he gets a Thai green curry. Right. I know, I know a lot of people that do this. I want to make my Bicol Express part of people's weekly rotation. Amazing. I guess this is a question for Tiana, you know, and the statement towards our listeners that are beyond Hong Kong. Hong Kong is love to travel. They also, when they don't travel, like to have these momentary escapes to these concepts that make you feel like you're in your Barbados, you're in Japan, you're in the Mediterranean. We are going to be ostensibly in the middle of a bustling restaurant in Metro Manila. How important is that to drive this concept with previously someone that has never been a restauranteur before, but has this experience creating these pop-ups? Is it important that you're working with Jen specifically because she has that passion? And how are you sort of working to incubate her in this experience? So I think the main thing is with each of our venues, we have tried to have the idea of sight, smell, sound 
and look for each client, each customer to really dive into what the authentic culture is. We're actually unraveling these stories as we go. And a lot of our venues are very uh, geographically focused in terms of culture. So, for example, Daily Tots really about, you know, the Barbados, Caribbean culture, how to drink rum, how to how to really be inspired as to what the Caribbean is. And we're breaking a lot of stereotypes when it comes to each of our venues. Same with Barcada. We've definitely used Jen in the sense of every step along the way. What colors are we using for for the, the floor, the tiling, the bar? What materials does she want to use? What has she seen in Manila and in Philippines that we can incorporate? So we get the maximum authenticity when it comes to sight, smell, sound, and feel. And that also includes things like the chairs, what kind of rattan are they made out of, the fans that we're using. The paintings are actually being sourced by a Filipino artist. And we're, wow. we're using that talent to, to bring about this entire concept together. And that includes all four corners of exactly all the, the things that I mentioned and the ambiance which will bring you into the Philippines, but it also breaks the stereotypes of what people think Filipino cuisine and dining is. Um, and so Jen's been a crucial part to building this venue. She's she's basically approved almost everything when it <laughs> wow. comes to the kitchen, the tiling, um, the music is Every out of Jen's <laughs> playlist, which is amazing. Um, she's got a great playlist. So when we did a, a tasting at her house, um, yeah, we got we felt like we were in the Philippines when we were at her place. Um, you know, she the food, the 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 vibe, the open kitchen, the smell, and then the music. It was it was everything that we're going to incorporate in the restaurant. So. so, so I guess truthfully, you really do play with the idea that this these are concepts. These are restaurants and bars first and foremost, but they are concepts to really bring you through this culture, through the food that you taste, uh, an escape within Hong Kong. Exactly. And I guess the perfect reason for the location that you guys picked is Soho in Hong Kong. For visitors, for Hong Kongers themselves, this is a, a space where you're entirely visible to everyone. And uh, it's a great location. Was there a struggle to, to, to place that? I think we, how we think about our venues and how we build them is we actually look for location first and then we see what concept can fit into that location. We don't, we don't work backwards. So in terms of, for example, Bianco and Rosso, that's more of on Gough Street, which is a little bit more quieter. And we've built this European style um, concept where it comes from the floor to the ceilings are kind of like a, a, a Renaissance church. And we have these beautiful paintings and we did kind of like a Banksy graffiti on the walls. Um, so it's a little it's a little bit edgier, but it's also the idea that, you know, we can't be in a bustling, busy street because it is more of a European style dining. Now okay. for Barcado, yeah, we want the noise, we want the smell, we want the late night diners and we want people taking away, you know, fried lumpia and sitting on mm. the steps and having a beer. Mm. And this is what Jen has pictured. And we're so lucky that we found this venue in the middle of of Central. I guess it's entirely conducive to what Hong Kong is, you know, the restaurants that we love. Right now, you said it was freezing and we were recording this in January. <laughs> but when it comes to May and then throughout to October, September, we have beautiful and sometimes stupidly hot weather. But <laughs> sitting out with a beer and probably a San Miguel as well yeah, is the best way we're to We're going to have Red yeah. Horse and San Miguel on tap. So wow. we really want to 
we really want to take that space underneath the escalator and just have it full of full and bustling with people drinking and eating lumpia and our adobo popcorn chicken and just you know all of the the sound of like hip hop and R and B bumping mm. out of the restaurant and uh, the smells of the food kind of wafting into the street and bringing even more people in because barcada means your close group of friends and that's the vibe we want to create we want Absolutely. it to feel like you can come bring your friends you can come make friends uh, we have a sign above the bar that says come as strangers leave as friends so that's definitely what it's all about we want you know, you want you to be walking down the street, see your boy hanging out outside Barcada, bring your friends in and uh, just have a good time. Do you think that's what Soho and Hong Kong are, are known for? Yeah. The drinkeries? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think I think what the best part about it is that you've seen, you know, we've grown up in Hong Kong where you see Long Kwai Fong used to kind of be the spot that you'd go to. But Absolutely. now, you know, we see Peel Street where people are standing outside. And I mean, Jen's pop-up at Shady Acres was, mm. was uh, an ode to what Peel Street is all about, where people are standing outside, they're having beers, they're grabbing some lumpia, which actually that did happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, we we had people just coming by and saying, oh, I know this person, I know this person. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what we're going to do at Barcada as well. We're starting to bring that sort of vibe. And the best part about it is that we have an open kitchen. So you're going to see what the chefs oh, wow. are doing. Jen's worked really hard to put that together. And then um, Goggins created this beautiful bar, which is going to be, pretty much at the entrance of the space. Mm, so you're going to have mm. people, you know, grabbing beers, sitting outside. So it's very wow. accessible. Sure. Um, and we've got beautiful, like, floor-to-ceiling windows as well. So you're going to see what's going on inside. When people are going up the escalator, they can just peer downstairs and see what's going on. And I think this is what we wanted to bring. We wanted to bring not something refined. We're really bringing that casual dining space to the next level with very eccentric food. Absolutely. And Jen always mentions that the the idea and the ethos behind the food is bold, beautiful flavors, very punchy. And that's that's exactly what we want to do with the vibe as well. So speaking on the food, I know in your announcement early January, you said that there's a bit of Asian influence, but there's also vegan and vegetarian. Myself, I don't eat pork and shellfish. Tiana, you don't eat shellfish as well. I don't either. So for some people that are, I guess for religious reasons or medical reasons, health reasons, turned away by Filipino food. How are you helping bring them in to the restaurant? Yeah, I think going back to misconceptions, I think everyone just thinks Filipino food is pork and fried pork and all different kinds of pork. And so... Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's definitely true. We love our lechon. We love our sisig. But taking our sisig as an example, we want to make sure that we're catering to all different dietary preferences. Even me, my own friend group, I hate it when I, you know, we go to a restaurant and someone is left out. There's there's nothing mm, for someone to mm, eat. Mm, mm, mm. And so at Barcada, for a seasick as an example, we have a pork belly version, we have a salmon version for pescatarians, or just for like, you know. Salmon? A, yeah. Oh and it's God, so great. good. I can't, it's going to be my week, that's going to be my weeknight seasick. And then I'm going to have my pork belly for my <laughs> weekend seasick. Um, but then we also have a, a mushroom seasick. And the mushroom seasick, it can be made as is with egg and mayo or, you know, because it's also its own delicious dish or it can be made vegan by omitting those those ingredients. And so uh, that's kind of the approach I took with the entire menu. Um, I think I'm definitely a person who, you know, even though I, I can't, can't, I've tried, I can't give up meat, I can't give up these things, but I fully support people who have made the move to veganism 
for, you know, the environment, for the animals. And so I want to support that. Every meal category actually has two, at least two vegan menu items. Fantastic. So that if you're a vegan, you can have a four course meal at our restaurant, like not and not just only have to eat French fries. Right. So um, and same thing for you as a non pork eater. A lot of the dishes that maybe traditionally might be made with pork, so our lumpia, for example, we use ground chicken rather than pork. Because the whole point, I think, again, because barcada is all about, you know, creating friendships. Our, our tagline is literally making friends through bold Filipino flavors. And friends don't leave other people out, right? And so I think for us, we want it to be as inclusive as possible. We want all the people who felt left out by Filipino food to realize like, oh, I can have mushroom sisig or I can have, as an example, we're doing a grilled, we have a whole category of our food of grilled barbecued items. Oh, wow. And so we're doing barbecued rainbow carrots and they're so delicious. They're, they have that sweetness. Um, and even for me, like I'm going to be ordering, even though I eat meat, I'm going to be ordering those on a regular basis. Right, I think you guys have really hit it on the nail. I, I vouch for those carrots. I really do. <laughs> but, uh, it's unfortunate Hong Kong's behind on a lot of acceptance and a lot of embrace with non-traditional, more modern trends in F&B. But I think it's really important that people start to recognize, okay, if I eat meat usually, but don't want to eat it, I go to a restaurant that doesn't serve it. I'm, I'm fucked. So yeah. it's, it's upsetting, but I think what you're doing is quite noble that you're really catering to a lot of people that can actually come and enjoy the food. Yeah, because I think too, it's more, it's whether you're just coming on your own or like we want, we want it to be a party in there. I'm not going to lie. Like we want big groups of people coming to Barcada and having a celebration. I'm sure everyone has experienced this. You have a birthday dinner. And you're trying to figure out, like, what can people eat? What can't people eat? And it's always – a lot of times it's a struggle at a lot of different restaurants if there's not enough options for the non-meat eaters, for the vegans. And so that's where we want everyone to feel included. We want everyone to be able to – you know, we want everyone to be able to have a big birthday party and everyone literally leave completely stuffed. What's <laughs> the podcast? Just dropping by to say, if you've enjoyed this episode so far, check out TheBeat.Asia for more exciting content just like this. The Beat Asia is the fastest growing regional publication for local news, happenings, culture, and more. So be sure to check us out at TheBeat.Asia. Okay, let's get back to Jen and Tiana. How many, uh, how many tables and seats are you guys looking to, to operate? So there's 43 seats in the space, including the bar. Oh, wow. Yeah, so oh. I think we have uh, five seats at our chef's counter, uh, six at the bar. So, six and then the we bar. have a number of ta- uh, we have a number of tables, including we have a really nice like indoor outdoor seating. So that I think is fun because that's like the whole idea of like you know you're gonna have a big group right at the front of the restaurant, maybe with their dogs in the outdoor terrace, mm-hmm. um, and then you know because of the foot traffic and that. In that area, we want people like, oh, I know this person. I'm going to come in, get a drink, whatever it is. Or on the converse, if you're walking, you don't want to see that person, you can never walk down that space again. (laughs) That's the dangerous part of Hong Kong. Mask on, sunglasses and everything. Incognito. Just go on the other side of the staircase. (laughs) Is this this all day dining as well? Um, We're starting out with dinner first, um, just to kind of get into the groove of things. And then we'll be picking up for brunch mainly. Jen's really working Mm. on a beautiful brunch menu. Um, We're going to create some cool vibes in there for brunch. More like a party space. 
with some free flow. Um, and then we will start off with lunch okay. for sure. Um, but that's kind of the phases that we're rolling it out just to see where what we're missing, what we need to kind of add on, what kind of operational kind of cleanliness we need to tidy sure, up sure, sure, um, sure, sure. to make sure that we're we're on top of it. Yeah, because I think for me, obviously, this is one of Hong Kong's first big – it's so prominent for Filipino food. And I would hate it if, like, we rush into too much for us to handle and suddenly, again, someone comes and they have a bad experience, like, oh, that's exactly what I don't want to happen. So I think we're really trying to make sure that we, we start with just dinner – Get, have everyone have the most amazing experience, make sure our staff is there to really be able to explain all of the cuisine and have that like personal approach again so that people feel like, oh, I really I love the staff at Barcada. Mm. Uh, it makes me want to come back again and again. And then surprise, we have brunch now. So <laughs> you will come back to try our brunch menu. Sure. And then down the line, then you can come back when we launch lunch. And we're also okay. taking a really thoughtful approach so that for brunch, we're going to have uh, menu items that are specific for brunch and for lunch, again, same thing. Maybe it's like more rice bowls that are super easy to grab and go and bring back to the office. So we're very we're taking a very intentional approach to our opening. That way, again, I really I just want this to be like I want this to be a true new institution in mm-hmm. Hong Kong. And so I think getting it right in the beginning will just like make it pay off in the future. So. I guess people abroad and in Hong Kong know that you are indulgent eats. They don't know who Jen Belisi is. Jen Belisi coming into this restaurant as sort of an unofficial ambassador for Filipino cuisine and food. Do you think it's a weight on your shoulders to sort of present the, you know, the positives, the real modern take on Filipino food for Hong Kong as sort of maybe the first leading name that people know of Filipino food in a restaurant is that is that a hardship that you're gonna you're facing right now or will face uh yeah so I, I don't really see it as a hardship though I think part of why it was kind of a no-brainer for me to mm. do this project is that when they presented this opportunity I was like oh I get to bring modern Filipino food in this super prominent space in Hong Kong like let's do it you know again like I've literally grown up around this my entire life. You know, I've always been so proud. And so I think that I'm taking that weight on. It's definitely a weight on my shoulders in terms of even right now we get DMs from people like they feel so seen. They're so happy that someone is doing this. And, you know, they give little comments of, oh, like, please try and do X, please try and do Y. And so I think we obviously have to take all those comments and try to like bring it into our vision and, try and do the best that we can to represent for Filipino people, but then also still like pushing the cuisine forward. Because I, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of Filipino restaurants in Hong Kong. I don't want to take away from those places. If anything, I want to introduce even more people to the cuisine so that all of us win, right? And so I'm definitely taking on that responsibility and I'm excited about it. Like that's really why we're putting so much thought into every detail in the restaurant uh, whether it's the Filipino artists, the our staff, the menu, all of the like little descriptions and the glossary in the menu. So I think that I'm like mostly excited that I get to be mm. a pioneer in Hong Kong's F&B scene in terms of really bringing Filipino food to the forefront. I guess, Tiana, my final question before we go into our next round. Uh, I can think of Alvin Lung as someone of a star chef that 
took his virality and his sort of figure on the TV and brought that to opening Bow Innovation, which is quite close to Bacada, a really successful project. You're doing the same with Jen, where she's famous on Instagram. She had her blog as well for a number of years, and now she's sort of trading her place to the other side. What is it like working with someone that has never been in the sort of other side of food and beverage, and you're sort of pulling her into making a restaurant? Is there a bit more flexibility with that? I think with Jen, you know, she can put her money where her mouth is in the sense of, you know, you can be an influencer and you can be a, a, a cookbook creator, but when you try her food, it's it's Jen on a plate. And she's got that talent. And I think this is where we're so grateful that we've been able to collaborate with her to create this project and bring it into fruition. And we we could just reach out to her if she was just a, a influencer and say, hey, listen, now promote our venue. But when it comes to a, a customer or a client coming in and never understanding Filipino food, yeah, what are we doing to make sure that they are introduced to this beautiful culture? And I think that's what Jenna's done phenomenally. Like when it comes to the pop-up that she did, you know, the food, people were waiting outside in line for two hours. It wasn't wow. just to see indulgent eats because, you know, you can just meet up with her for a coffee. <laughs> but... You know, she doesn't have a publicist. <laughs> I could be one, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, they didn't just come to see her. They came to try sure. her food because she really has utilized her talent to bring about a fusion cuisine when it comes to Filipino food. It's not just the classic. She's taken it to another level, and that's what people are excited to see and to taste and to understand. She's spending so much time now, like, training all the staff on the wordings, the origins, the ingredients, the what's sustainable, what's vegan, what's vegetarian. She's really working very hard. And I think that's where we're so lucky to find people like that to to kind of bring into our group and to harness their skills and to make their dreams come true. And that's really what we've done at Singular Concepts. Mm-hmm. And um, my partners, Arno and David, are amazing at finding these people to bring as a team and to bring them as forefronts to drive each concept in each venue, which has led us to be where we are right now. I mean, this is just the beginning for us, but Jen is definitely helping drive our group. And mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt that she has 300,000 followers either. So. We've got to watch this space. I know. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Guys, now for our buzz fire round. We're going to ask you some quick questions with less than a few seconds to think of the answer. You haven't seen these questions before. Are you ready? Yeah, let's Here do we it. go. What is one cuisine you could eat for the rest of your life and you would never get bored from it? Japanese food. Sichuan. Interesting. Uh, for both of you, what is the most important ingredient that every chef, every cook, every home cook should be using in their recipes? Uh, salt. Salt? <laughs> Crispy chili oil. Crispy chili oil? I huh? say that with vindiction. Okay. <laughs> so basic, like you need salt. <laughs> I'm just thinking of your crispy chili. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we will have a. We're gonna have a Filipino chili oil at the oh, restaurant. Oh, geez. so good! You so good! Wow, it's like crack. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're gonna try it. We're gonna try it. We're gonna be addicted. Uh, what attracts you most to uh, Cantonese cuisine in Hong Kong? What's the pull? Uh, dim sum, <laughs> chung fan. Okay. Good answers <laughs> all Very around. Very specific. Um, beyond Barcada. And uh, all the other fantastic concept restaurants that have been existing in Singular Concepts and will, 
what is one concept restaurant that Hong Kong needs in its F and B scene? That's tricky. Got uh, quite a bit, but I feel like we've got everything. Oh, we don't have everything. We feel like. Oh. I don't really I know, don't, to be honest. No, we, we definitely need... Oh, we need we're missing two continents. Oh, wait, I know one. I actually know one. We don't have... Oh. We don't have Caribbean food here. Yes. We don't have Caribbean? So, so I was going to say, like, Latin Caribbean. Yeah. Like, we don't have uh, South American? Yeah, that's true. No, well, Africa. Oh, no, there's some... Well, I only yeah, there's, like, like Argentinian. And, and, yeah. yeah. I guess, no. Yeah, there's some Argentinian steakhouses. We're missing yeah. African we are missing yeah, we are missing Africa. Yeah. Yeah. But we are missing like, Caribbean. I, I'll be honest. There yeah. are people okay. asking me, let's yeah. do jerk chicken and whatnot. I'm like, I don't have a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, every every time I go back to New York, I get Caribbean food. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get pizza. That, like, pizza. I mean, I get both. Uh, we all know that I get pizza when I go back <laughs> to New York. But uh, yeah, I always get Caribbean food. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh, for date night with your husbands, uh, what restaurants and bars are you checking out? Oh, it used to always be Posto Publico, oh, R.I.P., yeah. R.I.P. Uh, now where do I go? She, like, eats at home now. <laughs> I just been, testing wait, all day. I've literally <laughs> only been cooking my own food. Uh, oh, we really love going to Fiatta oh, for the best pizza. Best yeah. pizza. What for me, that? it's Argo. Argo. For, for drinks. Absolutely love it. Just love it. Lorenzo was uh, a character. Yeah, I was there last night. I mean, the martinis just kept coming, but wow. uh, it's phenomenal. Um, do you hate any specific food trends that are loved by everyone in Hong Kong? There's a lot of food trends I hate, but I'm trying to think of what would be loved. What food in, trend do you hate in general? Uh, anything like rainbow, like for no reason, I don't like. Uh, <laughs> Rainbow's not a good vibe. Yeah. yeah, just like unnecessarily rainbow. Yeah. What about yourself? What food trend uh, should should have died in 2022? That's a tough one for me because I love all food. Tiana's going to pass on this one. I know. I'm like, yes, I, yes, don't, yes. I don't really know. We only love here. We don't hate. I know. It's hard. It's hard. I can't oh, say I hate anything. It's it's tough. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, you but, guys are, yeah. Butterboards can also stay in 2022. Butterboards. Yeah, that can stay. Really? In 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see another one of those on my feed. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I got one. What is it? I don't like the thin thin crust pizzas. What? I had, a, I had yeah. one last night. I mm-hmm. can't do it. I Not just good. can't do it. It's like watery bread. <laughs> do just, you mean like the oh like the cracker pizzas yeah, here? Yeah, like they're really thin. Like yeah, you, yeah, the yeah. filling just falls off and yeah. it's just it's so sad. I also okay. Yeah, the ones that are like cracker thin here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying like really yeah, thin yeah, yeah. like But when like, you said thin I was like my New York my New York pizza loving You recommended soul, me like, the best pizza I've ever had mamas too. It is. It's, it's incredible. She is the pizza connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting hungry now. (laughs) Me too. You guys are well-traveled in Asia. Yeah. What are the best cities to uh, eat in? Hong Kong. Okay. (laughs) Beyond Hong Kong. End of discussion. Beyond Hong Hong Kong. Kong. (laughs) We live in Hong Kong, but to travel too. I think Bangkok has an incredible food scene and obviously all the street food. And Mm. there's also a lot of really like, you know, there's, there is also really great like fine dining there. As well, concepts, so. yeah, the concepts really good. Yeah, for me, it has to be India. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm third generation out of India, so I'm not going to say I'm from there. But whenever I go back there, I mean, the this is a lot of people are going to like curse me out for this one, but the Chinese Indian food, it's really good. <laughs> Chili forty five. Yeah, those yeah, are fantastic. Best. Honestly, those are the best. It's so fatty and it's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say India. They've got they've got everything from Japanese to Vietnamese to wow. you know Indian street food. Can't wow. really go wrong. Uh, what's one restaurant that everyone must go to in their lifetime? Visiting, living for 
a year, decades? What is that one restaurant? In Hong Kong. To, yes. Can you pass this one to Jen first? Jen. <laughs> Jen. It's a tough question. I, I would say, because if, if there are tourists that are coming in, I've had some family in in December. First place I took them to that I was like, you have to eat, was Chili Figara. Okay. I loved that. Really? I was like, yeah, we're we're brown, so we love the spicy food. <laughs> um, and they have all the vegetarian, vegan, omni, impossible, you know, dishes. And then you've got like the chili fish. It's so good. I liked Chi House of Sichuan way better than Chili Figura. What? No, I'm going to fight you on this one. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to fight too. you on this one. Well, really? I guess on the same note, I think um, Hutong is oh, that's really excellent. Good. You have a really beautiful view of Hong Kong. Uh, they also have the terrace, and then you also get that northern Chinese food, and they also yeah. have really excellent dim sum. Like, yeah, so really good. good. The views are nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what Hong iconic. Kong, Hong Kongers love. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, the iconic, the the iconic skyline. <laughs> um, beyond Asia, so what is your most favorite city to dine in? New York. New York. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm gonna pick between Barbados and London. Okay, London. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think London has good food. I, I think it's pretty good. Really? Yeah, but like, I mean, I guess there's always some like kitschy things that they have there, which I love. Like, you know, there was that uh, Park Chinoy where you got those dancers and like performances. And I love like you're rolling your eyes at me, but it, I, I loved it. And this is just because I'm like getting out of Hong Kong during the dark ages when everything was closed here. We're like, oh my God, there's so much going on. But Barbados was, was shocking this time when I went back. Really? Yeah, it was it, the... The restaurants that opened up there was just incredible. I mean, everything's wow. by the seaside. We got um, Japanese, you've got Vietnamese, you got South Asian, we had Indian, and then of course we had like the roadside like jerk chicken burger, and oh my god, it was amazing. I think 2023 needs a jerk chicken. You I mentioned know. it three times. I know. Yeah. Maybe I'm hinting at something uh, here. We you don't know. know. Coming don't soon, know. summer. No, well. We'll see. <laughs> so earlier, uh, we were told that Jen is uh, seconded for three months when uh, Bacada opens uh, because she has to you know, concentrate on her baby being born. But where else are you guys going to be traveling this year to, to, to explore, to eat, to drink? Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to Japan in two, tomorrow night. Today, Wednesday? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to back to Japan tomorrow night. Um, I do have a couple weddings this year in Italy, so I'm super excited to be able to go back. Literally, when I was there last year, I said to my husband, like, we need to come back to Italy next summer. And then two of my friends planned weddings, so I manifested it, I think. Um, so I'm very excited to go back to Italy. And I still have not been to Vietnam. So really? my trip got canceled by COVID, so I think that's going to be one of the first places I go and just eat as much as possible. It's too good. And yourself, Tiana? Um, so Singular Concepts got invited to Singapore to do guest shifts at the Tipling Club and Kempinski. So nice. um, it's coinciding with my six-year or seven-year wedding anniversary. So um, I'm taking my hubby and we're, we're going to go to Singapore for about a week. Cool. And then we're planning India in July and then hopefully a girl's trip to London in September. Where in India are you going? Um, Bombay. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go see his family and just, you know, get fatter. And eat a lot and enjoy it there. I mean, it's it's going to be really good. We've not been there for about seven years. And you guys have lived in Hong Kong for a considerable amount of time. What makes Hong Kong home for you guys? 
I think the people, honestly. I was going to say that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because I think that Hong Kong brings, for whatever reason, it brings a certain type of individual for the most part. And I think that as a city, partially because I think a lot of people move here and everyone has been the new person in the city. And so I think in general, it's a very welcoming place. Like in New York, if somebody just like came up to me and started talking to me, I'd be like, get out of my face. (laughs) But here in Hong Kong, oh, hey, like... Like, what's up? Like, where are you from? Like, you know, what's going on? So I think that, you know, I think you see it whenever you you see a birthday party and it's like 30 people, 40 people or like junk boats and, you know, meeting new people and becoming friends with new people. Like, I think it's just has its own unique energy and um, and then the nature and everything. I think it's a really beautiful city. Yeah, I mean, you just stole my answer right there. So I'm just like, oh. no, I'm I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of that a little bit just because I, I have to agree. The people, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now career-wise because I've, I, without the people that I've met. And I think that's the beauty of Hong Kong. Like, me and Jen have connected a couple of times over the years, but now we're working together. Um, it's come full circle. Mm. And, you know, the... My the people we work with are friends of mine. You know, we we hang out, we go to barbecues, we do junk boats, we get on entourage. I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun, and I think this is where we're so lucky that even though we don't have family here because they all live far away, most of us who live here in Hong Kong don't have our family here, and our friends become our family, and that's amazing. I mean, we we go to networking events, and the next thing you know, you become best friends for the next three years, and that's 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 the heart and soul of Hong Kong. That yeah. really is. And the industry, like during COVID, I would say, you know, became a lot of the, the bar managers and the owners became friends of mine because we all rallied together. We all cried together. We all laughed together. We all said, shit, we're closing at 6 p.m. Now what do we do? You know, we we all rallied together. We have a group chat together. We we really did support each other. And we have been since then, too. So the wins are all our wins and the losses are all our losses as well. You know, I was going to say is actually... Barcada would not exist without the fact that I've made relationships with other people. Yeah. So everyone always asks me, oh, how did, how did you end up doing a pop-up with Alvi's cookie department, with who's our neighbor at Barcada, actually? It's like, oh, I, I just asked them because I, I know them. I've made a relationship with them. And I think to Tiana's point, like, I think the F&B community, we always see these you know collaborations amongst restaurants. We just did one with Shady Acres and that there is that so much of that true community spirit, especially in the F&B industry here. And so I think that is especially unique to Hong Kong. I think uh, my next question is going to be something that is going to be close and personal with the opening of Bacada. But what is your proudest moment in F&B? Is it coming up soon? Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely going to be this. I mean, I went from someone who just took photos of other people's food to being the one creating the food. That hopefully people. everyone will be taking pictures of. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Tiana, uh, for me, proudest moment was we did a staff party uh, just two months ago on uh, our our yacht, and uh, we had our first staff party with twelve people, and now we had a staff party of like sixty people. Wow! And uh, our CEO David was saying a speech, and I was just a ball of waterworks, like crying away. Um, but just to see how far we've come and how far we've grown during the hardest time of Hong Kong, it has to be my proudest moment to see we have a community of amazing talent we're working with um, and Beautiful. we're really very blessed. So beyond Bocada, are there any things that you can reveal for projects in 2023 that 
you want to share on the Delicious List podcast? Yeah, so um, our flagship's going to be opening. I think I said this a little bit before, but um, our flagship, Yurakucho, um, which is uh, basically a collaborative project of all the Singular Concepts partners, um, have put together this beautiful izakaya, um, which is going to be uh, a sake sochu highball bar with a massive robotayaki uh, kitchen. And we're, you know... Sight, sound, smell is all going to be there. We're working with some underground hip-hop artists to put together a cool playlist. Can't reveal yet, but that's happening soon as well. And um, it's just going to be a spot in the heart of Central on Wyndham Street across Carbon Brews. Um, it is going to be our flagship. It's about 2,300 square feet. Wow. Um, massive for Hong Kong. Massive. Um, and... Uh, We've got a crazy bar program. Again, Gagan is just killing it, developing all our bar programs for each of our venues. But uh, this is a this is a passion project from all of us at Singular. We're sharing our love note of F&B um, and unlocking this crazy world of an izakaya underneath a train station kind of vibe where you go there, you get some great sake and sochu. You've got yakitori in the other hand and uh, you're listening to underground hip hop. I mean, what else can you ask Sick. for? So. That's coming up in Feb 2023 alongside Barcada. So we are not stopping there. We've got uh, two more projects in the pipeline, which we'll probably reveal over the summer. So follow us on Instagram and uh, see what we're up to. You guys are really addicted to food. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's become an obsession. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with us. Thank Thank you. you. Our pleasure. Keep your finger on the pulse and tap follow to keep up with the Beat Asia to hear more colorful chats and rich stories. This episode is hosted by myself, Ruben Verbes. We want to give a special thanks to the guests Jen Belisi and Tiana Ladani for chatting with us today. Our producer for this episode is Marcus Trema, and we are edited by Natsuki Arita. That's all for this episode. See you in the next one.